0: Can be considered time between sunrise and sunset. A day can also be considered a 24 hour period. And lastly, a day can be the time that you exist and all the things that you go through in a 24-hour period. And sometimes a day can, can be looked at in just a few hours. Because some folk will, will take something that happened in, in less than five minutes and allow it to define their entire day. You got a bad report and you, you've been thinking about that report all day. And somebody asks you, how's how, how your day going? It's been a day. Lord, this has been a rough day. And so you define your day as rough because of a report you got that was disappointing. Mm -hmm. You regretted to hear about something that you were optimistic about before you you read it. And so that moment, that latter, actually told you how to define your your day. That's amazing because you you can allow something to happen that will basically influence you throughout the day. I have allowed one negative thing to happen. And that negative thing stayed with me like it was the Holy Spirit throughout the day. Woo, I'm talking about throughout the day. It, it was with me in the morning when, went, when, when I ate lunch, couldn't eat right. Because of that thing. (laughs) Laid down, needed to sleep, but couldn't sleep right. Because of that thing. That thing was controlling me as if it was my God. allowed a thing to mess up my day. I got the microphone, but I guarantee you that there's somebody in every section that has allowed a thing, a negative thing to mess up your day. And, and, and sometimes it's not just a thing, it can be a person. A person, a person that said five words to you that just tick you off. The words lasted about 20 seconds. But the words were so profound from a negative standpoint that that it just rattled your entire being. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. Rattle you to the point to where you you couldn't even keep your hands still. I can't believe she said what she said. but I ain't going to do nothing. I, I ain't going to do nothing. <sighs> Lord, let, just let me just calm down because oh, God, before I be done had her. And, and then you can calm down for about an hour or two. But But then what the person said will come back and you'll go right Back and I, I can't believe she said what she said. You want something? No, I don't want nothing to eat. What's wrong with I ain't, ain't, Did I say something was wrong with me? Just leave me alone right now. I need my space. you can allow a thing things a person or persons to influence your entire day now we're not talking about weeks and months but some of us have allowed it to linger to the point to where you you allow a thing or a person to control you for a year. And see, like it or not, that's not being mature. Because I'm going to tell you something about things and people. People going to be people. People going to say things. That yep, they're going to hurt you. Even people that shouldn't say certain things, they're going to say them and it's going to hurt you. But you have to be mature enough not to allow that thing to get in your being. It's going to hit, it's going to hurt, but you have to be mature not to allow that Thing that was said by a person to control you to rule your spirit for a day you must take control of what God has given you the capacity or ability to take control of Yeah, God has given you the ability to to be bigger than what attacks you. Yeah, certain things that control us for a day, in hindsight, now that we mature, we, we knew that we were bigger than that. We didn't have no business allowing that thing or that person To control us in such a way. Man, why let that thing get to me like that? I know better than allowing her to cause me to cuss her out. I'm bigger than that. You ever did that in hindsight? You look back at how you messed up. your You allowed something to mess up your day and and realize that, hey, I'm bigger than that. And when it comes to how we deal with our days, it's important. And biblically, we need to be like David. We need to be to the point to where we understand, first and foremost, that every day, Is a created day. And every day is created by God. Every day. Every day is created by God. And I just want to take a look or show you biblically God as creator of. Days, let's go to the first book of the Bible, Genesis, and the first chapter, first book, first chapter, and just consider the makeup of days, our God. Genesis 1 and 3. Then God said, let there be light. He said it and there was light. Then God looked at the light. That it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Look at our creator. God called the light day and the darkness he called night so the evening and the morning were the first day and this is how he started things I'm, I'm going I'm to have light part of the day but I'm going to close it with darkness and, and when he looked at it, it was good. It was good. It was beneficial because people were able to see when it was light and get some things done. And when he allowed the dark to come, people were able to lay down and rest. He looked the day that he created and said this is good this is good hold on sixth verse of Genesis 1 then God said let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day. I got my light, I got my darkness, now let me create the first heaven or the sky. And God did so and he divided the waters and he deemed it good. Woo! Look at God go to work. And it was the second day. Verse 9, then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear and it was so and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas and God saw that it was helping me he creating he creating he creating he going day by day creating but every day he creating this stuff he's saying that it is good God doing something every day and, and, and every day he doing something he's saying is good Oh, God wouldn't like me having a bad day because of what's I'm supposed to be created in his I'm supposed to think talk and act like God. God every single day does for it was Good. every day every single day he he created every single day he was productive it was good even though he was dealing with stuff he had to create light and he had to create day because it was not the way it needed to be but he didn't allow the fact that it was not the way it needed to be cause him not to be productive say to your neighbor we gotta be like God even when things are not falling into place the way we want them to fall into place, it's still a good. Even though it didn't happen the way you desire it to happen, it's still a good. And notice... Biblically, he made sure that, that when he got through would, every day, that he let the readers or people who would read Scripture know that it was good. Every day was what? Good. Hold on. Let's go a little further. Verse 11. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to his kind whose seed is in itself on the earth and it was so and the earth brought forth grass the herb that yields seed according to his kind and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in it itself according to its kind and God saw that it was good so the evening and the morning was the third day three days and it ain't been done but good <laughs> I said three days and it ain't been nothing but three days it ain't been nothing but good. Genesis 1 and 31. Then God saw that everything that he had and indeed it was, oh Lord have mercy. Very good. So the evening and the morning was the sixth day. And of course we know he rested on the seventh, but God had a whole week and it wasn't nothing but good. And we know according to Malachi 3 and 6, God changes. So every day to God is a good. I said, every day to God is a good. Every day that God creates is a good. Say to your neighbor, I don't even know what you're going through right now. But it's a good day. Because God made it. Woo! It's a good day because God. He didn't stop making days. He still makes every day. But because we are free more agents. We can choose whether to take the day that God has made. In a a positive or negative way. You can look at your situation if you walk by sight and say it's not a good day or you can take God at his word and despite what you see decree this a good day. This is a good day. Get this. If you will notice God created every day with his word. He spoke it. He spoke it. Every day he he spoke. Let there be this. Let there be that. He spoke. Now, the apostle John had to consider Genesis 1 before he penned what he wrote in John 1, 1 and following. Let's go down. Let's go down. He had to consider what we just read before he penned what he wrote in John 1. I'll stay with. Yeah, we've been messing up days. And then telling everybody that we want to be just like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. You don't want to sing with me now, do you? John 1 and 1. In the beginning, look at him, he's going back to Genesis. Genesis. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It was with him. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was nothing. And without him nothing was made that was made. He spoke. Woo Death and death. Life and the power of the tongue. I, I got to pause and, and and just say this. Most of the time, I have had a bad day. It 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 came out of my mouth that it was bad, and what I spoke followed it. You ever did that? Said something about the day, and what you said, it started manifest. You have been there? Everything that was made was made by the word of God. And without the word nothing was made. Nothing. Notice this though. Verse four. In him, or the word, was life. What you speak controls your existence. We're talking about the word. We're talking about the Logos word. We're talking about Jesus. But because we use Jesus or the word, we are affected in the same manner. What you say affects you. I just quoted earlier, Proverbs 18 and 21. Say it with me. Death and life are in the power of the what? Trump. In him was life, and the life was the light of who? Man. In him was life and the life was the light of men. But everything that was created, it was created by the word. Every day that comes into being, God creates it. Even when he allows it to rain, he allows thunder, lightning to come forth is still something that he made. Even when snow falls is still something he made. Even when he allows things to happen that we may not like from a human standpoint, he still made it. Every day who makes it Every day. Every day. Now, I like sunshine. Do you? But when rain comes, God is the one that allows it to what? Rain. And Isaiah, in Isaiah 55, talked about how God will allow rain to come. But he said it was for a purpose. When that rain comes it does something to the soil that causes seeds to bud and, and and come forth and and the end of the seed budding and coming forward them them good old apples uh, tomatoes and so I know some of y'all don't like no tomatoes but anyway corn squash, oak crop. I know some of y'all don't even like okra either, but when he allows all of this to come forth, even though we didn't like that it rained that day, when it comes forth and calls all this stuff to bud, don't it taste so good? Yeah. Say to your neighbor when he allows what we don't like to come forth, it's always for a purpose. When he allows it to rain on a day, you don't want it to rain. And now I'm talking literally and figurative. Don't he cause things to happen that are wonderful? It had to rain in order for you to get that tomato. If it didn't rain, no tomato. If it didn't rain, no apple. You didn't like the rain, but it had to come forth in order for you to get something that's going to benefit your body. But the same way with the figurative rain When he allows troubles to come your way It's going to benefit you When all is said and done Lord why you have to Allow it to happen today Because I am God I created the day And I allowed it to happen Even though you don't like it But if you would look beyond yourself You'll recognize that it's going to benefit you In the end Say to your neighbor, every day that God creates, he also makes sure that certain things happen that day. And everything that happens that day in reference to your life is going to be a blessing to you. And some things you don't see as a blessing are a blessing to you. David got to looking at one of his days in hindsight. uh, It was good that I was afflicted. It was good that you allowed me to go through some trouble. It was good that you allowed this, that, and the other to happen. Because if you didn't do it, I would not have learned this, that, and the other. Say to your neighbor, everything may not feel good. But if God got a hand in it, it's going to work out for your good. I said it may not feel good, but if God got a hand in it, it's going to work out for your good. He created everything. Everything. And he allows certain things to happen in the day that he creates. You have to make up in your mind that you are going to be a certain way despite what the day brings. Cause you don't know what what may or may not happen. Oh, let me show you something. Go with me to. Uh, oh Lord, have mercy. I think I want to go to Psalm twenty-seven. Lord, have mercy. It don't sound like I'm fussing or nothing, do it? Cause sometimes I get to roll, with and you know how that be. Lord have mercy I may not be able to find the scripture that I'm looking for you think I'm gonna be able to find it I don't know about that I need to find this scripture We're going to have to come back to that scripture. I can't find it right now. And I don't want to waste a whole lot of time trying to find it. Let's give God the praise. I'll have to come back to that. The scripture that I was looking for is when David himself decreed. Think not on tomorrow, for you know not what a day may bring. We don't know it. That's the reason we have to make up in our mind. Before a day even comes, how we are going to be. You have to have set in your being. How you're going to respond to each and every day. That's what David had in his being. And apparently, according to Psalm 118 and 24, he was not alone. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. He didn't know what the day was going to bring. He was not omniscient. All knowing. We are not all knowing. We can say things like, well, I got an appointment Monday. And I got to go see such and such that evening also. We can say things like that, but, but even when we say such, the appointment could be canceled. Something could come up where we may not be able to carry out certain things that we had put on our agenda. Why? Because God, the omniscient one, is the creator of So whatever he has created, we just have to make up in our mind how we're going to deal with it. I was in the yard cutting. It was pretty like it is right now. But then about 10 minutes after I got started, the thunder got to roar Lightning and flashing. I'm still, I'm still cutting, but then God allowed the rain just to drop. It wasn't no little trinklets, no little drops. I'm talking about some of them large drops to where you would get soaking wet in a matter of seconds. Had I known it was going to rain like that, I would have waited before I got out there cutting. He said, well, you the prophet. You should know everything. No, I'm not omniscient. I only know what he wants me to know. Say to your neighbor, there is only one God. And he alone is omniscient. And so it, it, it rained, and uh, I thought about saying something negative. I thought about asking him, didn't you see? That it's getting close to such and such a time, and I need to get done. done. Now, understand something. This was when he had gave me this right here. I said, Lord, this is your day. This is your day. And if you allow it get to rain and I'm out here trying to get done, it's got to be a Reese. So I'm just gonna park my little mower right here. I'm gonna go wait in my truck and just listen to some stuff. If you decide to stop it in about 35 minutes, I'll start back. But if you don't, I'll just go on to the house and start back up tomorrow. It's your day. You created it. So however you decide to, to handle it, whatever you decide to do on this day, so be it. He was setting me up because he had given me what to give you. He had given me the word for us. But the first one that had to be a partaker of it was the preacher. And so David, a man that talked about many of the afflictions of the righteous. A man that talked about having a table before his enemies. A man who was persecuted. A man who... People tried to kill time and time and time again. Even his own son. This man had to deal with all kind of what I, I define as crazy days. I should have you ever had some crazy days. Where you had to deal with a whole lot of stuff you weren't You hadn't planned on dealing with. How many have ever had some crazy days? Stuff pop up that you didn't even think about. You driving your car is driving good, but then all of a sudden something started happening, and now your car has stopped. You weren't planning that on that day. You liked your job. You weren't planning on them shutting down the plant. David went through horrendous stuff just like we go through horrendous stuff. But then here he is in the text and speaking on behalf of of others saying you know, God made this day. And so I'm, I'm just going to rejoice and be glad in it. The antithesis of rejoice is unhappy he didn't say I'm going to be unhappy G- get this even though he probably had a lot going on in his life that he could have been unhappy about I- I- i'm going to tell you something that and, and you probably got your list too I-, I got a list of things that that i could be unhappy about you got a list Well, Lord, one month you, you took my brother, and then the, the next month you took my mom. Now, I could be unhappy about that. Lord, I had to pay them tax folk 40 thousand dollars, and I wasn't expecting to pay And hey, you know they sent another letter of 12 more thousands. Say your name. I got a list. If you got a list, just hold your hand out like that. And say, I got a list too. You got stuff that you can be unhappy about. And I just told you about David. He had plenty he could be unhappy about. But he said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will. Or we will rejoice. I could be unhappy, but I'm not. There's a man in here. I don't know. I, I don't think he mind me talking about. Brother Candyman just went through some search, but ever since he went through all that he went through, he been having one problem after another problem. Oh, if he went back there in the back, we could understand. He at home because he done went through this, that, and, but he here. back there smiling the whole time while I'm and I can point out some more of you that you don't been through a whole lot of stuff that you could be unhappy about but you just are made up in your mind you're not going to allow a day that God created to cause you to be unhappy when you rejoice it says that you celebrate i said it, it it means that you celebrate theologically to celebrate is to praise the lord bottom line even though you could be mad you could be upset you could be unhappy you're gonna rejoice you're gonna praise the lord anyhow you're gonna put your hands together anyhow you're gonna send up judah hallelujah glory to god thank you jesus in there i got something for you the primitive root of rejoice is to spin around. What do we call it? Victory turns. Even though I could be unhappy. Even though it does not look like I'm going to get the victory. Because he said everything going to work out for my good. I'm just going to spin around. I'm going to give him a victory turn. Even before he calls it to work out for my good shouted somebody can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like jesus say to one more person if you feel like rejoicing. can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like i'm gonna be happy anyhow because he made the and if he's in control of the day, if he's in trouble, it's still going to work out in my favor. If he allow everything that can go wrong to take place in your life, give him the praise anyhow. Because he's still going to cause it to work out in your favor. Why? Because can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. rejoice but then notice what he says and be glad one antithesis of be glad is to be unwilling. Unwilling to do this, that, and the other. Why? Wow, you mad. Yeah, I see him praising him. Yeah, I see him shout preach up there. <laughs> Turning around. them blue and white shoes on. I ain't got nothing to turn in victory. Fuck. I've seen when, when, when the Spirit of God can be all in the room. But you still have folk with a Frown on their face like they mad in the best and safest place to be, but a frown on their face. Why? Because they have allowed something or somebody to put a spirit of unwillingness in them that causes them to regret this, that, and the other which not only hinders but it stops them from giving God the glory due to his name. They could be glad, but are unwilling to put their hand together. Miserable. You, you, you have to understand something. You, you can, going back to the list, you, you can pull out a list, and you can even assign a reason. why you shouldn't be happy. Well, preacher, I I was working, and I had set up everything for my children, but then they came in and said, they're going to shut down the plant. What I got to be glad about? Yeah, I'm unwilling to do what you're asking me to do, preacher. i tell you why. I done tried some of that same stuff before. It might work for you. But it don't work for me. So I ain't willing to go through that no more. Not glad. So reject everything that's put before because of a spirit of being unwilling to do. That's real. But when you're, when you don't make the choice to be glad, you have to consider what James said James said count it all joy when you fall fall into what James? Various King James calls it divers troubles trials tribulation count it all joy knowing that the trying of your faith Produces something. James spoke about three things that are produced when you get to going through trials and tribulation. It first causes you to endure some stuff. When you go through trials, you just learn how to endure. You, you, you learn how to, how to go through what you really don't want to go through. Wealth happiness you learn how not to allow things to control your day even though you're going through it in your mind you're still in control of your day even though you're going through it in your body you're enduring while you're controlling your day you're not going to allow the fact that you're hurting from your crown to the sole of your feet cause you not to give god the praise that's one thing I thank God for my mama for. I would call her certain days. And I said, how you doing mama? She said, well, you know, this leg is still doing this, that, and the other. And, and, and I'm still going through things in my body. But I thank God that he's still with me. I thank God that I still feel his presence. Because son, it could be worse than it is right now. So I'm just thankful that God is still giving giving me the strength to endure it you gotta be glad anyhow say to your neighbor I don't know what you're going through but you gotta endure your trouble you gotta be glad you gotta be willing to give God the praise despite what's happening in your body you got to be willing to turn in victory even though you ain't got a rent Penny to your name. You gotta be willing to leap for some joy even though you don't feel no joy deep down on the inside. Why is that? Because your faith gonna cause a temporary situation to turn into victory. Your faith is going to cause what you're going through right now to be a testimony of how God came in and did what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. I got to show you something as I close. Lord have mercy. Let, let's go to. Let's go to first Samuel. Lord have mercy Jesus. Woo, Let's go to first Samuel. I'm closing. I'm, I'm closing with this. We got to make the day work. Say to your neighbor we got to make the day work. No matter what we're going through. Because God is the creator of the day. And since he created the day, we're going to give him the praise anyhow. Amen. Lord have mercy. Y'all stay with me. Psalm, well, 1 Samuel 30. I'm going to start at verse 1. I, I, my primary verse is going to be verse 6, but I want to read from verse 1 to 6 for clarity's sake. 1 Samuel 30 and 1. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great people who had some people who didn't. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. You out doing God's will, but all of a sudden somebody going to come in while you gone. Not only get your stuff, get your folk. That's what David And his men are going through right now. Verse 4. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Crying and praying. Crying and praying. Did it so long to well, they didn't have strength. To continue. Wanted to continue but didn't have no strength to continue. And David's two wives. Ahinoam and the Jezreelites. And Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite. Had been taken captive. Now remember all of them were praying. But look at verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed or troubled. For the people, the men he was over, who had been weeping with him, spoke of stoning him. Now that's really a nice word. They they wanted to kill David because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. When you look at this text, David and his men experienced something on a day that they would not Expecting to experience, you see that they outdoing God's work, and while they outdoing God's work, the enemy sneak in and take their stuff and their families. Now, everybody, know God is real. In reference to the text, David and his men. So they started weeping. Looking up. Figurative of praying. wanting God to help them. Until they couldn't pray and cry no more. And then their eyes left the sky of God. David and God had us out here chasing these folk. I don't know why he didn't leave enough men in the camp so they could protect our family. Look at him over there still crying. It's his fault. We ought to kill him. Let's take a vote and see if we can who want to kill him. I'm number one. I want to kill him. See how many more we can get that want to kill him. And, and notice what happened. It had, to be, it had to be conversation going on because they spoke of killing him. They were trying to get up enough folks that would be in agreement to killing David. David ended up taking upon him the priestly robe and sought the face of God for direction. Why couldn't he, why, why couldn't he hear from God while he was praying with the men? Reason being Or the implication, him and the men were praying to God and weeping. Even on the altar, they were mad at David. It didn't come out until they came away from crying or weeping. But even while they were on the altar, in their heart, it's David's fault. Help us God, it's David's fault. Move for us, God. It's David's fault. And so finally, in his distress, he kept his mind on God. God created this day. God is in control of this day. He don't allow bad to happen, but because he is in control of this day, he knows exactly what we need to do. Long story short, God spoke to David. David said, shall I pursue them? God said, yeah, you need to go after them. And so David took the men and started pursuing. They pursued them hard to the point to where they got so far to where some of them were too tired to keep going. When he finally got to his enemies, he not only recovered all that they had took In that day. In that day. But God allowed. Increase. To happen. Say to your neighbor in that day. Say your neighbor. No matter what you go through in a day. God is not going to allow. Bad. To overcome good. No matter what you go through in that day. God didn't allow people who were known for killing folk the Amalekites to kill anybody that was related to David's family or the men that were under David. They couldn't kill any of them, even though they were known for killing. Why? God is in control of the day. But what would have happened if David would not have continued to trust God in that day? Story would be completely different. No doubt, he learned from that day, no matter what happened, I just got to rejoice and be glad. Because if God made it, he going to cause everything to turn out for the good. I'm leaving the text. Now say to your neighbor, whenever you have a day that's not turning out the way you desire Remember the maker of the day. And never take your eyes, your attention, or your focus off of him. Because if he allows certain things to happen that day that you may not like, when all is said and done, it's going to turn out for your good. I'm going to stop right there. Let's give the Lord a hand.